Hey guys, welcome to the Art Project Podcast. I am your host, Eddie P, and I'm joined by AR3, where we talk all things biz dev. Want to stay ahead of the tech flood? How about learning to be an effective leader? Tune in and welcome to the Art Project Podcast. All right, so how's it going, guys? Um, Eddie, you want to get started here with the Art Project? What is up, what is up, Facebook? So uh, this is the pilot episode for the Art Project going live, uh, completely revamped and totally redigitized. <laughs> so uh, we've got uh, Mr. Eddie Margo from Margo's uh, Raspa Stand out in West Leco, uh, which I'm super excited about just because not only am I uh, a fan of, but I'm a patron of. So it's uh, pretty exciting to actually get to share some of his, uh, or listen to some of his insight and just noticing that we have so much alike as far as how we think and all that good stuff so it's gonna be an exciting episode all right and so yeah guys uh so antonio here and so yeah we're gonna get into talking with mr eddie margo um i'm never gonna forget your name because it's eddie eddie tocayos uh, um so uh eddie you know we'll go ahead and get in uh, get started with the introduction um kind of tell the people Maybe the few people that don't know who you are in the Valley, um, a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, what, what you do. Well, um, I'm Eddie Margo, and uh, my family and, and I, or me with my family, our family, our business is snow cones. Raspa's in the Valley, so, you know, that, that's, that, that's been our thing. Like, we've made, we've, we've made snow cones most of our life that that it was a stepping stone for our family. And and for our family, it was just something to get by. My mom's the, you know, the, the old, the old uh, story, almost everybody here in the United States is really rare now to see a, a family unit that stays together. But, you know, we were part of the 90s where my, my parents got divorced. So my mom was a full-time worker at a hospital where she worked as a, like a, like a receptionist or secretary. I really don't remember what she did, but she was always doing that. And then when she got off of work, she came in to do the raspas. Well, the reason they started the raspas is because her, her and my dad, before all that, they just we had a piece of property, and there was this little tree. And the tr- on the corner tree, it's been there, right? Now, I've been wanting to knock it down forever, but, you know, it's been there. It's still alive. And my mom goes, no, 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 no. It's like a symbol. It's, it's, it's a symbol of how it started. One of the neighbors used to go to the corner because that's right there on the corner of I-1 Pike in Westlaco. And this lady used to sell like three flavors. She used to show up in old school Raspa were like the little scraper, handheld scraper. And she would sell snow cone, maybe make five bucks. But back then, man, five bucks even in the 80s was pretty good. Um, so they got the idea, like, why don't we just do that since she's, she was doing that already. And her name was Ms. Rodriguez. And Mr. Rodriguez, they, they're our next door neighbors, but she would go all the way over there because our lot was empty and everything has changed you know but since now or since i was born um we don't have any paperwork from the city of when we actually opened but the idea started in 1984 that was the idea so that's when it was established not like you can literally go to the to the county and say okay the paperwork says here like if we were going to court well obviously we can't say 1984 because there's no written there's no written document, but I mean, it, semantics, semantics, you know, like that's that's bullshit. But the idea start the the, the moment you establish a business in your mind, because you have to see it in your mind before you start doing it. 
But you have to have that mindset. That's when it was established. 1984. I was four years old, and I didn't know anything of it. You know, like like I grew up in I grew up in 1980, but it doesn't mean I know about 80s music. I grew up, my my whole childhood was 90s, yeah. and as a kid, I was like, I don't know. I guess we weren't. I guess I guess kind of ghettoish, but that's how it started, and it evolved over the, all the years. It just evolved to where we're at. So. As soon as I got, kind of got out of high school, we were already on the like old school organic media. We're on word of mouth, and we've still been on word of mouth. But we're trying to use the the internet, so to speak. <laughs> uh, we're trying to use all that, you know. And you'll see some of my stuff. Like I, I don't engage too much, but I have been lately because I have been listening to the right people right. and and uh, stay, like, like converse, conversing with the right people. So. Going back to how it all started, it, it just kind of evolved. We didn't know it was going to be where, where it's at. And we're not like celebrities or anything. It's just a raspa stand, man. We're just normal people. Yeah. But we do make good raspas, and we've been making the same stuff for, for a while, right? Yeah. So when some people try our snow cones, you get the, oh, shit, oh, good, oh, F, you know, F, like, right? But you get also like, oh, this is really good. And we have something that we didn't know that was even a part of most businesses' um, ideal skill to have in a business. Like, we offer nostalgia. And nostalgia can and is super, super critical to our business because when somebody tries it, and they tried this in, in 1990, now they have kids, and they're a little older, they're my age now, and they come back and they live in, you know, New Hampshire, Delaware, Maine, anywhere where it's cold, where it's not hot, because a lot of people from here leave because it's fucking hot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so they try and then they, they get that one thing, that like pink leche or archery, and they're like, it's like, it takes them back in time. And it's rare, it's really rare to have that stuff, and especially with food, like grandma's cooking, you know? If you feel like if you find a lady, or somebody who's cooking for you out of love, like as a, as, a, as a cook, and they offer you something, and you've never met them, like with their food, you could literally, like I know, I, like I know, I feel like I know you. Like you, like go, oh, or that one ingredient might take you back to your grandma's food, and it's like, whoa, how did you do that? Yeah. Some people overlook all that stuff. Yeah. So I think that's really powerful for us to have is nostalgia. and. And I've been lately, it, it's like all this is just happening within this week. You called, other people have been asking me sorts, sorts of questions that I've never known never, never known to answer or never thought. Like, well, what does your brand mean? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> how am I supposed to know? Or like, how do you measure your success? I'm like, success, man, I'm still failing, dude. Like, how do you mean? But then, you know, I guess it, what matters is what other people see. And they don't see the behind the scenes. And then I guess that's why it's awesome. That's why it's awesome to have live feeds or or that organic video because yeah. they see the real person. It's like I'm not trying to be like, hi, I'm Eddie Margo, and I'm trying, to, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to do that because like, I'm I'm not good at that. I'm good at imp- improv. Yeah. If it, if it was like red, oh man, dude, I'd be nervous, and you know, I gotta just, you know, I just gotta go like like improv. I gotta be able to just go natural, real, right? So we have all that. And it is gone from the last time. The last time when I left the hotel where I was working at, it was 2009. I left San Antonio 
and for I was like, oh, I was gone for ten years. So for ten years, that business was in limbo, and they got stuck. Like not stuck, but it was still doing good. My aunt would run it and everything. It's always been family. My brother started running it, and then I would come back and little by little and be like, man, why do you do this this way, or why do you do it that way? We have enough room. Why we do? It? We used to do everything by hand. Well, we still do everything by hand, but we used to do everything per order. So, like, what's known here in the valley, like the Piccadilly, the Piccadilly is from Westlake. It started in Westlake, it started with Panthers then. They came up with the whole concept. But before the name, everybody was already eating stuff like that. Like, you know, candy canes and valley lemons. Or to the world, Meyer lemons. So, people who have Meyer lemons, get a candy cane when they're out, try it, and it's going to blow your mind. But, like, in the valley, we ate pickles and Kool-Aid. Pickles and Tropical Punch was my favorite, or people pickle and Kool-Aid, grape. So then, you know, it's hot, put it in a raspa. Why do I need to be doing this? <laughs> so we cut it up, put it in the raspa. Go. They got wind of it. They were a little more lantao business-wise, because the, the Los Flores in Huesaco had a business where they do taxes. And the father, he had that idea, hey, we'll, we'll do raspas like them. They're doing it like that. So they got smart, and they did the same thing. But... Back then, people were like, oh, what's going on, man? They're stealing your your competition. And like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried. Like, it's okay. They're good people, man. There's enough money for everybody. There you go. And the main snow cones in Westlake are on that one strip. Airport, like he mentioned earlier, when we were barely starting this. So it's airport. They were in the middle on Pike. And then further down on Pike is Grandma, grandma uh, Panthers Den. So it's Grandma's, us, and Panthers Den. And then there's a few out there. But either way, we, the first thing we do is, hey, what do you need help with? We can sell you ice, we'll sell you this. So we want to be able to be that guy. We don't want to be their middleman, but we want to be their, 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 their the connect. Yeah. Like, buy our flavors. You're going to buy this flavor from over here, from over here, for $3 less, and, 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 we're, and it tastes better. And you're local. Yeah. You're so local. that's when we started thinking, like, okay, man, like, how do we... So then I came up with a logo. I mean, I, didn't, I should have worn a shirt that had my logo, but yeah. you see, like we're still old school. They were like, we're not thinking about that, but we should yeah. because we could, we could take this to a, a new level, and that's kind of what I want. But that's how it started. All these people asking questions within this last month, and just networking with people. Like it's just like, wow, man, it's not overwhelming. It's just like, man, there's not enough time now. Yeah, who do I get with the right person to organize me? Because I'm, I don't know what. What you call my mind, but my mind is, it's everywhere. Well, like, it's a form of ADD, yeah. but I'm not going to take no damn pills. No, no. I'm not going to take any of that <laughs> shit. There's no. a way to handle that naturally yeah. and the right people. Yeah. Right? So, I didn't know I had this gift. I didn't know if it was a gift. I thought it was a curse. Like, man, I can't get, I can't think straight. I don't like to read because I can't retain knowledge. Yeah. I'm reading somewhere else. I could be in mass and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something else. That's why. That's why I like cooking because cooking, they, you, keep, you learn to. It's super honest when you cook, and 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 when you fail, oh man, dude, like you know. And, and a lot of people, uh, to speaking about cooking, like a lot of people uh, don't know, like so you you run a raspa stand, but by trade you're actually a chef. Yeah. So you're actually a chef. And I'm so, a little. Sh- <laughs> hey, but I always thought, hey, why can't I be the first chef in the concession world? Yeah, and then, then nobody ever thought to mix, you know, one or the other. You know, you would think chef, you always think food and never raspas. And so now the fact that you bring yeah. that, that, that new twist to it. And, and also a natural fact is, like, it's a high, a high percentage of restaurants fail. Yeah. Right. 
they felt. My, like I'm not trying. I, if he hears this, but I have a friend who I grew up with from Wesaco, super talented. His name is Jesse Castillon, talented chef. He opened up a place called Spork here. I don't know if you remember that, but something happened with his partners. It went down. Um, he opened Motor Ramen for a while. I don't know if you ever went to that one. Well, that kind of there's something with the partners, right? And it's funny because in us we don't we're like. Nah, I can do it myself. Yeah. And that's kind of hard because, man, that, that his whole soul was in that. Yeah. And then the, what, the only thing that was lacking was the other business person would probably had no idea what the restaurant world was what, even yeah. like. Like, like it's just hard, man. And it hurts. I know it's hurt. There's a lot of fucking what they call un- entrepreneurial depression. And oh, I yeah, kind of felt like that. And it's really, really important because... Nobody ever talks about, oh, they talk about the success, man. Yeah. I always wanted to do, like, hey, I'm just going to talk about failures, bro. Where yeah, would you, you did you learn from it? It's always personal. Yeah. This is like me. Like, I'm heavy, and, hey, I got myself here. I have to, I, I have to get myself. I don't even know what normal is. I've always been 300 plus since fucking middle school. I wouldn't know what it feels like to be 200. I was 200 maybe in fucking fifth grade. That's, like, anorexic for me. I wouldn't even know how I would look. I don't even know if I would still be funny. Maybe I'd be a, a dick. You know? Hungry all the time. about badass. You know, like, super confident. Hungry all the time. Just reeking of confidence. I was like, man, I think, I think this is my realm right here, dude. Like, no, and, and that's, that's, that's what's amazing is that, that you embrace your strengths, you know, and, and, and your weaknesses. You acknowledge them. You learn from them. It takes a while. And, and a lot of people, I mean, especially the people that we have that watch this, are a lot of entrepreneurs from all walks of life. So, you know, one of the things that, that we want to really put out there with this is talk about, you know, that business, it's not going to be successful all the time. Nope. You're going to fail it, almost daily on certain the, things. And Yeah, dude. The, the formula in, in back in the day, but because of the internet now, is different. But it's super hard now. Yeah. Uh, the average, like, five years is to really make sure if your business is going to go well. To even know that you're making money. First thing people start doing, they start buying the cars. Mm-hmm. They start spending money, they get a bigger house. By the time you know they have more bills than what they're making. But since money's coming in, like banks, they don't care as long as there's cash flow. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna pick up your credit. You're gonna pick up your credit. I just barely got a credit card last year in my entire life for the business. Because I, they go, hey, you know, you want to try? They go, nah, I don't care. Everywhere I've gone, I've never, I've never gotten a good credit because I had no credit. Yeah. Like, I never, I owed some stuff, but that's because I, like, nah, I don't care. They're like, oh, but your credit, nah, I don't care. I signed one thing one time for a Walmart card. And it said, get 50 something, $50 if you sign this. So I did it, got the $50. I never canceled it. Kept on throwing the mail. Throw it, throw it. Over two years, get like three, four hundred, like, like, like four hundred, five hundred bucks, something like that. And went three, four. I don't know. It, everybody, I remember having them. I'm like, dude, how did this escalate from seventy five bucks? And so another year goes by. I ain't gonna pay that shit. So I called them. Hey, just put a stop. Can't stop letting accumulate. In Texas, if you keep on sending me those letters, that's called harassment. <laughs> so then they just stop. And then I, when I remember as a kid, I used to. Uh, I guess the hustler in me, I, going like way back. I remember being a kid and doing those Columbia House things. You're probably too oh, young yeah. for that. But you used to get stuff in the mail and say, hey, you can get 12 <laughs> CDs for 99 cents. And pues yo, pendejo, I was like, man, I'll just do my cousin's name, everybody's name, same address. 
I'll get 12 CDs, 12 CDs, and I'll go sell them. I'll go sell them. At, at, but that money, I, I just did it for my own, for whatever I wanted. We used to go to Reynosa back then when I was in high school. We used to go go to Mexico and drink. That was our era. Yeah, that was the thing. But there was always that hustle, and I didn't know, man. I didn't think about that until I started listening to, like, first Gary V and then, Mel, like, Mel Brooks and all these other entrepreneurs. And I'm like, dude, if I wanted to, I could say the same story. Kind of. Yeah, just not from Mexico. I'm from here, but like, I mean, you're, you're, everybody has their struggle, you know. And yeah, the struggles are within. Yeah, like, exactly. The struggles personal you all the time. You obviously have the right mindset. You've been through. You know that the whole entrepreneur journey is yeah. a lonely road, and it's not for everybody, right? So, what is it that? And it seems like it is not very hard for you. But what is that that drives you? Why? Why do you keep doing what you're doing with the Raspastan? Because you seem to be really passionate about it. Oh, shit, two years ago, like last year, we had a flood in Wesaco. We had a flood. For I could tell you straight out, not trying to gloat, just like most chefs, uh, you get out of work, you're gonna go drink. I never had a drug. I never had a drug problem. I never did drugs. My dad was a drug addict. My dad was a homeless man. So that's one reason I went to San Antonio kind of save him but because of that I grew up otherwise I would have been a super soft like Gary Vee says super soft entitled kid and so sad and uh, you know still a sad person it's always been there but you know um, that's something else right but with the flood but because of the flood and all that dude I didn't stop drinking till last year the, the anniversary is next month wow. July 18th and aunt passed away and she died of cancer, but what she wanted, she she had cancer, right? So she went and got checked at a doctor, see what was going on. They gave her like 15 days left. She died at seven days, and I'm like, shit, man. Out of everybody in the family, I'm like, I'm the only big guy on both sides. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go get checked. What if I got that 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 cancer cell? And because it was colon cancer, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm fat, dude. Like there has to be. Out of all those years. And then they ask you all these questions. Right? Oh, you know, so I got the blood work. I got all these questions. Goes, Do you drink? And you go, yeah, I drink. And at first you start thinking about it like hilarious. Oh, yeah, I can drink so much. This is the same typical macho shit. Yeah, I can drink this. I can drink that. And you start writing it down. And I'm like, damn, man. I could literally, for 10 years straight, I drank every day. A shitload of beer, man. Like a lot. Like you know, I always drink a barata. So I drank the cheap stuff. Like it got to the point where I was like, eh, whatever. It's just like the typical belly. So turn on the pit, an excuse to drink. Everything was an excuse to drink. So, cut a long story short, I stopped last year. And as soon as I stopped last year, I stopped a diabetic scare. They said I was diabetic, and I go a diabetic, right? So I go nah, bullshit. And um, so I got all that fixed. I, I, I reversed it in three weeks. So I, that's another success story, I guess. But I'm still struggling with that. It doesn't mean I can go back to eating the same fucking shit, right? So for a whole year, uh, till, the, till, till like last May, I started easing down. I was super aggressive, no carbs. Basically like keto diet, but no carbs. It was high fat, no carb. High fat, no carb. And if I was super hungry, I ate more that celery, more lettuce. But the good thing as a chef, it didn't phase me. I love vegetables. It wasn't like, Ugh. I liked it, man. So, the side effect was losing a lot of weight. I lost like 85 pounds, and then my mindset raised. I was like, dude, I, I, my, my drinking habit was like from 9 after we closed to like 6, 7 in the morning, if I was up. If I got sleepy or I passed out, I passed out, right? 
So that time zone, I had to fill it in with other shit. So then I just podcast anything, right? And I was just start everything that I was listening to two years. Then start to really digest in my brain because of all that filth and shit. It's gone. So now my mindset is wanting to get that business, but it feels like when I was like 29, when I first got here and I got my brother involved, and he's like, hey dude, I can see the difference in you. It's like, it's like oh, that's, that's the only thing that was holding you back was me, not the alcohol. Alcohol is never the problem, it's always that person. Yeah. So I just got stuck. Yeah. And I got complacent, I got comfortable, there's money coming in, I don't gotta work. Right. I get $500 whenever I want, man, whatever, right? Yeah. It's that I, I shot myself in the foot there. So now whatever I, whatever I'm going to feel when I'm old is because of the shit that I did in my past. So it just kind of, it was always there. But now that I kind of went back into the business, I also had a trailer. So that trailer is what I do a lot of my experiments and all my stuff. So I started bringing that back into the shop. And it just like, like there were like a significant increase in stuff. So I guess I am a big part of the business where... I can't just let it go. I, I need it. And at the same time, like I was always, like how you say it, you're lonely or you're by yourself. I need to be with those kids and those kids need me too. Or the workers, right? Yeah. The same thing with my brothers. Like, you know, when he started, he wasn't drinking. And I did. I was always drinking. And then somehow it just kind of, I think, I never got him back. <laughs> so now I'm like, nah, man, we need that balance, bro. <laughs> the yin-yang. For four years, we were just both drinking. We're like, man, fuck it. It's raining. And then let's close. Let's go to Mexico, <laughs> tourist day, <laughs> things like that. So every rain, it was an excuse, man. Or we ran out of ice. Cause it's, hey, now, now you guys know. Now you guys know when they run out of ice. Yeah, I'll, show you, I'll even show you a big trick that all these, uh, like, if it's not going so well for a food truck, they'll start saying, sell out, sell out. And I'm like, dude, how are these people selling out? I was like, puro bell. <laughs> like, I'll ask other so-called stands, like, hey, man, it was a busy day for you? And they're like, yeah, we went through, like, 10 blocks. It's like, that was busy? Shit. I go, man. Then they ask, like, well, how many of you, on a slow day for us, I guess because we're always busy for a slow day for us, we still go through like 25, 30 blocks. But that's because we're in a different, we're in a different level, different mindset. And since I built everything like a kitchen line of, of people out there who know about kitchens, you build it like a line. And because of the bars, I can't, I can't knock bars going to bars. I have everything set up like a bartender. It's made for speed, you know. Right. Now, if you, like, if chili sucks because they're everywhere. It's like, man, you need your shit together. Right. So that's why I got the idea. All right, well, my guy is just, that's all we're doing. Yes. Selling virgin drinks, right. but on ice. That's awesome. So just got to be organized with shit, you know. But I guess everything was there. It was all in my blood. Is like my own shit, you know, that I had to deal with. One of the Stop stra- drinking. One of the strategies that I've heard from uh, learned about in business strategy or business seminars is using strategies in other industries and bring it into your business and put that to work, mix it in, see how it works. And yeah. it looks like you did that perfectly with yeah, know. the chef and the yeah. bars and all that good stuff. Like, you guys have obviously gone through growth uh, sprouts. You've uh, made up a roller culture from what I hear. Can you tell us a little bit about the experience that you've had growing, not just with your business, but as the Valley has been growing, specifically Westlaco? Damn, dude. I, I kind of like it, man. For a long time, when I left the, the kitchen world, I wouldn't go to restaurants because I cook at home. And I started noticing all this stuff happening in McAllen, like, whoa. Until, like, a, like a, two years ago, I, I would uh, help my my friend from Motorama, and I would pull his trailer. And I will go, I'm going to do it for free. 
And it all got started too, like, I was still drinking, but it got started when my mom volunteered me with uh, some chef. And my, and what's it go for, Bruzium? They go, ah, I tell them, they go, they need help, you know? You know, I'll tell them that you used to be a chef and uh, that you can help. And, you know, and, and for them, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, man, volunteers suck, man. I mean, God bless them, but it's just like it costs more time to show somebody who's never known what they have to do. Hey, peel these tomatoes or peel this and, or cut this this way. And then they're like, you know, they're doing it like they're doing it at home. Like everybody wants to, you know, this is for example, a chef is going to use a chef knife. Now, if you're a volunteer and you're going to help, most volunteers are going to go get a little knife to cut to cut their stuff and it's like dude it's like like that's how yeah they get a little cutting board so when they get a chef knife and they're trying to help they're like this is too big but that's you know it's help it's help but you know so just bear with the chefs out there you got to bear with the volunteers you know you know just take a breather you know sometimes you can't always get what you want so i don't know i just started helping and uh one guy goes they're from the Whistling Duck in Mission. They're like, hey, man, so where did you work before? He goes, I work at a snowball stand. <laughs> they're like, ah, your mom said you used to be a chef. He goes, nah, I used to be, a, I, used to be a, uh, I left as a sous chef for the higher regency in San Antonio before they made the Grand Hyatt. He goes, oh, for real? And, and, and so I guess I just helped them out. And then I started helping out other chefs. I've done a few uh, pop-ups there at Bodega with, 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 with Jesse. I've done a few pop-ups with Motor Ramen. So now I guess I'm trying to do pop more ups. pop-ups. I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah, because because what they're trying to do is their business is trying to get to where I'm at. Yeah. I have a I have a brick and mortar is what they call it. We have two brick and mortars and the trailer. So a lot of times you'll 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 be with other chefs and chefs are arrogant, and you'll have people saying like, "Oh, what do you do? Oh, I own a snowball stand." Oh, the Tirana Honda's like, nah, whatever. Well, what does it matter if it's making money? It's been there for 10 years. So if yeah. anything, the 34-year business yeah. just so happens that I, I can also cook. But I didn't do the, the food because it, it's it is, hard. it's heartbreaking. I don't feel like having my heart broken like that. Yeah. So do it smart. You know, I'll do it smart. I'll use this business to be the, 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 the cushion yeah. to soften the blow. You know, but... What was the first question to go back to? How how how, how has all this changed and the evolving of, of the valley? Yeah, the growth. Was charged, it, 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 because of the internet immensely. Yeah. It has really made everything popular. But you and I already know you've traveled to these cities. And it kind of sucks to come back to the valley. And they're trying to do what they're doing. But they're just ripping off other places that they've visited. Like what's up with this caprese salad that everybody's doing? What is it? What the what the what the fuck is it with balsamic vinegar all of a sudden? <laughs> everywhere, airports, everywhere. It's a caprese salad. What the the what the fuck? Like you know, why can't we do why can't we do a Mexican version? Tamarindo. <laughs> no, like tomate, but Oaxaca, some cilantro, a cilantro. Like what does it have to be? Like you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, what is that vinegar that they use from pineapple? You know. Uh, for what? It's a it's a uh, It's a pineapple vinegar. You could easily do all everything everybody else is doing, but our version for us. Why do we gotta have? You start noticing. You start traveling. You see the same fucking shit. Sorry, but you see your chilies. You see your chilies. Everything is catered to that tourist for that person who doesn't want to really live. Yeah. So they go to the same tourist spots. If you go to San Francisco, 
parts of Municipal Park in Chicago, San Antonio, the Riverwalk, tourist traps, same food. In, in San Francisco, the Pacific Ocean is right there, but then when you order shrimp and these like uh, bubble gump, get this shit from Thailand that's like a circle. <laughs> it's like, dude, there's a fucking ocean right there. Yeah. How, how is it hard to get fish in San Francisco? Yeah. You go, it's clam chowder and sourdough bowl. So then guess what? Panera's famous all over the world. You go to everywhere. Hey, we got clam chowder. I was like, dude, how come nobody does a Mexican caldo de pollo? How come you can't get fideo at a fucking restaurant? You should try to sell guapilla. No more cars, but I... Mm. No. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Hey, but I have some cheat days, but you see what I'm saying? You have to know people yeah. to say, no, this is what I really like. Or I like coming here. Flea market, Mexico. Sometimes people's houses. Like, I like... Uh, I'm trying to get into... The Filipino culture, as far as, like, uh, because of the raspas. But because of that, there's going to be an influx of things that nobody else is doing. Yeah. Like, now, you know, boba tea has made its way over here. Yeah. The, the Italian ice has made its way here. And I saw that five years ago, so we started making our own sorbet. I don't want to call it Italian ice. They call it shave ice. I don't know why. Somehow, they don't... I don't know. You go places here in McAllen or anywhere, you're going to say, hey, we have natural shaved ice. And then you get it, and it's sorbete or nieve de jarrafa, right? You get that, and you're like, there's no shaved ice, but I sell a shaved ice. So I call it sorbet, but we make it in-house. So going back to that Filipino thing, I have a friend who's Filipino, right? Now, it is alien to me, but they live, if you see the, the, if you see the earth and the globe, like this, right? This is the earth. We live over here right now. If you go in that parallel and do that strip, erase everything else, and you see all these countries and cities that are in that parallel. They have the same thing like us, the same climate, same everything. So that's why you will see Filipinos here because of the climate. It's the same. They just don't get tsunamis or typhoons or anything. They just maybe get some rain, yeah. which is nothing to them. Yeah. Plus, they come over here and they work. Have you ever seen a broke Filipino? <laughs> well, I see some work. Well, I mean, no, no, but they're working just as hard. But they, yeah. they're, they're just like how Joe, Joe Coises. They're like the Mexicans of the Asian community. Yeah. Same everything. They, work they get sick, just Sprite, Vicks. Yeah. Everything's the same, dude. So yeah. I'm like, there has to be some similarities. They like flan. We like flan. But they like certain stuff. They well, like you know, beans in their their hollow. They have hollow hollow. We have raspas. They got invaded by the Spaniards too, so that's why yeah. a lot of the last names French. are the Spanish. So in my blood, there's French. There's every. I mean, you know, it's Texas. We're Tejano. Yeah. So I'm a Tejano by generate by like third generation Tejano. But then my other side, which is from my mom, San Luis Portosí. One's from a little town called Cerritos, and my grandma's from Matehuala. So you get all this indigenous stuff in this you know, crazy shit. <laughs> like, it's an awesome mix. Wow. So that because of that, and then the internet. It has expedited everything. Like, it has made everything go fast because you can use this now. How has that helped your business as far as... It it's helping me now How because so? I just... Because I took a class last <laughs> week just to... to more, more for... More for... Uh, more for networking. It's like here, you know, the flank is to... Learn how you're doing this. Like, well, how do I do this at home? How can I find somebody who can teach me how to do this there? And we work together as part of this podcast. Because I think I can get into places that most people won't even think of. Yeah. Like the like the drama part. Like, hey, you know what? This podcast is about you failed as a chef. 
you failed in this. Can you imagine how many man dude, people eat that shit up? But at the same time, there's no success without failure. You've mentioned success a couple times in because you have to have that in my mindset because I was always always down on myself. Well, exactly. That's, that's what's interesting that to us, you seem like a pretty successful person, pretty successful business, but you thrown in a comment a couple of times there. You don't see yourself like that. And I know it's one, because I have it too, as far as uh, you have You that, need to tell me. <laughs> it's that... Because um, <laughs> it feels good. What, what, that, that, <laughs> that, what is it? Fraud mentality that you think you're... like You never think like you're successful enough or you're not successful. Well, that's the chef in me, man. They're never happy with the end product. So what does success look, for you, uh, look like for you? Like, what is your definition? Because everyone's right. is different. Oh, for me, the success or, or is... you're already there. Is... No, I don't think I'm there. I'm still, I'm still, like a, I'm a 39-year-old teenager, bro. Like, there you go. I'm very immature, but I am sincere with a lot of things. Like, I don't have to do something nice because it needs to be on camera. Yeah. I mean, I don't even like the phone, man. I like it because I watch movies and stuff like that. But, so that's, uh, I don't know, what is my, my success is like what my mom has done because of her and her grandparents. You owe it to them. Now, if I would have been a drunkard, drug addict, or whatever, man, that's, like, super shameful. Yeah. But now, because of I'm doing this for my family, because I don't have kids. So, why am I really doing it? It's because cause whoever I engage with, you have to show them that there's better, that there also there is good in the world. Yeah. You got to show them that there's people really, you know, if you, like, it's weird because the people, it's just like the internet. The judgment is there, and like, oh, shit. But then when they actually meet somebody, oh wow, man, this guy's really, really cool. Like, they, that, that, that wall comes Yeah, up. I want my business to be, to be put, I want to be able to write my name in history and say, and then if I die, people are gonna be like, oh wow, this guy helped me out. This guy helped me out. And it's like the pay it forward kind of thing. Yeah. Somebody helped me, so I gotta help somebody else. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can't just help everybody all the time. I used to do that. I used to put everybody first and then me. But you got to do you first. You got to be, I guess it sounds like a dick or being an asshole, but no. you got to do you first. And this goes with finance, too, and I'm barely learning all this stuff. It goes with the emotional. So you have all these pie graphs, right? So you have all these pie graphs. This could be your love. This could be your health. This could be your finance. Okay. My grandma used to say, no le das... Todo el dinero ni todo el amor a una mujer. So it means, all right, so you have your whole pie chart. You can literally cut all of them in half. That's, and then you can even put another triangle. 75% of all that, finance, love, emotion, all that, that's you. So that when you go through something, you fall back on that. Now out of this other little pie chart, you can even cut that into thirds. Now that's the love you need to give to all your family. You know, you cut that up and you can say, this is the girl that I love. This is first God, then the girl, or the family, and, and so on and so on, kids. And then after, you know, after somebody who's important in your family will kind of bump somebody down. Yeah. Once you have that, even if it's your kids, love yourself more. Because that love is, you're going to be able to pass that on. But if you're always working your ass off. Like my mom, my dad, like my dad was that person where he didn't learn how to do that. So when he was telling me this advice, he was literally telling himself, and that's kind of what I've been taught. When you're telling somebody something, you're literally just telling yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't resonate until you, it comes out of your mouth. Yeah. So when you say that stuff, it's like, oh shit, that's fucking right. So 
if I, it's like, uh, I think it's Zig Ziglar or Jim, Jim Rohn. He goes, why are you going to do 100% for a business when you're not doing 100% for yourself? And he goes, I like, I think he even said something like, I like to do 200% for myself. And then that other 100%, there's people that are like, well, no, they cut that 100% off. 75, 75, right? Or a relationship. Well, we're going to do, uh, you do 50, I do 50, 50, 50. But what if, what if you had an awesome relationship where you both brought in 200%? That, you know, but you don't think about that because I come from a parent, I come from a family that's already broken up. Yeah. My mom only taught us to cook, uh, to work. The only reason I learned how to cook is because my, my mom worked so much. So then you start eating out. And some people, that's success. Oh, wow, we get to eat out and badass first. you Because, you, you know, to have a business and then the smell, we die or whatever. <laughs> but it was nice to be able to go to restaurants because it felt good. But then we didn't grow up like that. So we're like, this food sucks. I can only eat Whataburger so much. I can only eat pizza so much. After a while, that's all there was. Hey, mijo, here's 20 bucks. Go get something to eat. I'm like, damn, fuck that. So with those 20 bucks, I'll go make something. I, I, I taught myself how to, first I learned how to make beans, because that's where she made beans. I know I could eat a shitload of beans, tortillas, easy. And then I just started, you know, not that she was losing her touch, but because of the lack of her not being there, well, I just taught myself. But it was so hot in my house that we didn't have AC, so I just said, fuck it. I'm go outside and cook on the, on the pit. But that's a whole, that's a whole other story there too, because I used to play with fire as a kid. Some food, I turned on some fields. Back then in the ranchos, you could turn on your, your trash. I love doing that. Fucking, I still do it. But you, but, yeah. but, you, but, you, get, but you get fined, right? Yeah. So, so it's funny because now you, now you play with fire, but in a different sense. All cooks, I guess, we're all kids that like to play with fire. Because yeah. that's all we're doing is learning and experimenting. And then you get good. The yeah. first pieces of meat, the first whatever... You, you burn the shit out of it. Yeah. But as a cook, sometimes you kind of feel bad. We're like a video game. You can have so many lives, and if you, if you fail at a certain part of the video game, man, there's kids that go, ah, they go crazy, they break their TV. But that's also real life. Yeah. Well, if you learn that, hey, just don't worry about it. You're going to get good eventually. A year from now, like with my graphic design that I'm trying to do, I really suck. I'm barely doing circles and shapes and trying to fill them in and color them. But now I'm able to crop pictures, how to kind of blend it into where I can make my own menu. And it's not the best. It's not McDonald's, you know, style, but I want something like that and clean, but I'm trying to teach myself. It's just something to kill time. Yeah. But it's evolution, everything. Everything ties to all those questions that you ask. Well, you got to suck at it first. You got to be really shitty at it first. Sometimes you're not going to have customers. And you're going to be able to take that and say, well, fuck, it could be worse. One customer comes, be grateful. Nobody shows up, be grateful that you have that to buy. Then one day you're so overwhelmed that you're like, whoa, today was a good day. Now, do you go waste that fucking money or do you say, nah, we're going to, you know, save some. You know, distribute that. Yeah, that's why they say invest in yourself. Sounds corny as hell because you don't know what you're doing. How, 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 do you, how do you invest in myself? Put it in my pocket, I'm going to go spend it. Well, you just said it. You took a class, right, for the... For, for like an Instagram thing, right? And I was just kind of driving around McAllen, and I did it. And I'll show you this little thing. It's um, this lady and a, and, a, and a man. 
And her name is Giselle, and his name is Bo, Bo, Border Mayor. He used to be the mayor of Rio Grande. He's a, a weird, not, not a weird mustache. He has that a curly mustache. Yeah. And I'll show you a picture, but he's really known out here in the valley because they network. Now they're using social media, and they're teaching people who don't know how to use it to use it. But there again, I go, and I, I kind of already knew what she was talking about. I don't know everything. Yeah. I don't. But... 90% of all this, if you really want to make it, you have to be there. And you I, have to learn. And I was like, uh, you have but to then learn. after a while, you start, like, you have one like, <laughs> yeah. hey, what's up? <laughs> now, you're, now I'm going to teach classes because I got 50 people. Yeah. I don't want to do that, but I do want to be able to engage her. Like, for something that was so uncomfortable, now feels really okay because I thought you had to be scripted. Yeah. And then this kind of also helped me out I joined Toastmasters like um, about three months ago mm -hmm. so that I can learn how to focus my like what I want to say instead of just saying the wrong I could I could be that kind of guy like when you're drunk you just say the wrong thing either you're funny you don't you're some people hit or miss but you have to gather your thoughts that's why I asked you I like hey what, what are your questions so I can at least more or less know and not write it down but so I can be like oh okay he's gonna ask this but this is what I'm natural at. It's just when it's scripted, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's always different. And that's something that we also try to avoid is going by the script. We do have to have a structure, but we also like, we want to we want to hear from you. There's no way that yeah. you can tell us, you know, if you're going to tell us word by word, as like you said in the beginning. Yeah, because I could have been like, well, we started off in 1980s. <laughs> and I go, damn, fucking boring commercial. Yeah. Change, <laughs> change the channel. Yeah. And so, uh, to, I guess to... I hope everything was fine, man. I oh, maybe man. not even answered your question. No, 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 no. no it was amazing. perfectly fine. The 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 last question is going to be: so what's what's next for Margos? What's next for you? What do you where do you see it kind of going? I know you kind of touched base a little bit about kind of being that go-to. Yeah. What where do you want to take well, it from there? You know, first we're gonna start taking Dabit. Probably in three more years when we're down. <laughs> no, we're still a cash-only business. Really? Because wow. we're scared. In reality, we're scared. I, I like to say, I don't know. My brother's like, no, it's because we don't know, man. You have all these people trying to sell you this little device. Hey, you, know, you can do this, and you're going to increase your sales. But I feel we're at this one point where some of these businesses that are making money with it are not mom and pops. How many mom and pop shops do you see using debit? Most of them don't because they're scared. Because I think this is what's killing mom and pops. Just like it's helping, it also can kill it. Not that it's helping. Yes, it's, they always say it increases sales. But where's the other cut going? If I was getting five bucks, if I was getting five bucks in my pocket now because of this device, I get to give a cut from those five dollars to hidden fees that are never gonna meet these people. I mean, they're not working in my shop. So how does that work? Maybe it could be another question. Maybe it could be another thing. You all can help me out. Maybe that could be a podcast. You get three people who sell these devices and say, all right, what's, let's cut the bullshit. Which one really works for people? And if it doesn't, that's why phones are actually helping because they're coming up with apps like Cash App, Venmo, are, are here for that because people want mom and pops. It's just the big device stuff that they sell you this big ass equipment. Like, yeah. look, ten years ago, this was unheard of, man. You had a whole fucking bar. You had the thing the size of a, of the desk. Yeah. And if you had to take your desktop and your tower, now it's like your phone is super. 
It's everything. It's a computer, like, a you ever camera. See, yeah, it's like, everything. like old, like, dude, like old computers where it says this on sale for $1,000. Old, like in 1995. Yeah. 512 megabytes <laughs> of storage. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, dude, there's like five pictures of video or videos that I'm going to do, bro. And I death. <laughs> it's hilarious. And everything's super cheap now, which is awesome because we get to live through that. But we did go through the other shit. But this is, we do, if if, if I want to be this of the Raspa world, and nobody's tackled that yet. Like Bahama Bucks. But Bahama Bucks is not meant for the the Latino. Yeah. Now, because we're Hispanic, I'm not just saying Hispanic or Latino. I don't even know what the difference is. Maybe Latin is, means in the Caribbean. I don't know. People who speak Spanish. If you have that business and can cater not only to the Filipino, who's also Asian, then you have a segue from all third world origins. Because our families are third world, I think. You know, Unless you're from Mexico and you're rich. You know, shit. You got that old money. But... Even then, man, rich people from Mexico versus rich people from here, they're still hard workers. Either way, they have a different mentality. Yeah. And awesome. everybody will stick together when it really comes down to it. No, 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 no. Raza's first. <laughs> yeah. All the time because, you know, that's the way it is. That's Food. why the money stays there because they, they stick yeah. together. So now we just need to find a team, a group of people who are, or a group who is willing to not just say, let's make money, but, you know, we can't have the fuck you attitude no more no. because yeah. one, once like yeah once it becomes like a capitalist world at least everybody knows about money I'm not saying I'm not political but I know if you if a little kid is allowed like he don't want to go to school he doesn't want to do all that shit and he, let him learn the trade however he has to go to school let him learn how to what does he want to learn I don't know like say, say he wants to be a plumber let him work on the plumbing in the school they used to do that back then yeah. used to get all that stuff. So the next thing I do, I do want it to get to a certain level, but maybe this is beyond me. I need other people to get my personality and ideas out there. Yeah. Glad you mentioned that, and I think you mentioned that already on in the interview as far as that that abundant mentality. There's enough to go around for everybody. There is, and there still is. This is making it infinite. And that's exactly what the point behind the art project is trying to bring as many people as we can or open up that new level of awareness that there is abundance out there, there is enough for everybody. And the way technology is moving now, we want to try and help as many people as we can get, stay ahead of the curve with technology. Dude, because of this, you can own a business in the United States and not even live here. Yep. There's no law. There's, there's a law that kids can't work, but there's no law saying that a kid can't own a business. And make millions of dollars. Yeah. There's there's a slime. Yeah. There's that little boy. Uh, Ryan, ASMR. Ryan's toy review. He's a he's a multimillionaire and he's this big. You ever seen Barstool? The guy Dave Portnoy. He 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 has a podcast for like. Um, I just found him because he got kicked out of a Super Bowl thing, a, a game, but he has a podcast or a video. He has a show where he just rates pizza because he loves pizza. He's from Boston. And in New York, that's all he does. Every day, every day he does a show. And it's just like, all right, I'm going to try this. He has a rule. Now everybody, now he has celebrities on the, with him. He doesn't pay them. They just show up. And that just helps help his brand even more. Like, why not do that? Why not? 
Like, hey, here's a trash can. Here it is. It's either it goes in my stomach or just, <laughs> <laughs> and then there you go, or like an award. Well, and maybe I'm giving it out, but it doesn't matter. Oh, like, oh. One, one thing, one I'm thing. coming up with my own awards. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? I think, and, and I don't know if this is gonna be everywhere, but Sabs and Harlingen is trying to organize a Raspa showdown sometime before the end of the school year. They put their 2019. I don't know who's showing up, but Big Daddies in San Antonio does that. They have a Raspa fest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I never done competitions before, but I, I don't know. But I don't. That's why I want this. I, I guess one time we failed a competition with some little cell phone stand in the 23rd, but they had more influence on the internet, mm-hmm. more people like their stuff, and my people were just, orale, thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the internet is okay, but. Seeing is believing, man. I was like, well, I have my own trailer. Why don't I just come up with something? Hey, I challenge you to your best snow cone, and I'll recreate your snow cone in my shop, and let's see, you know, the, like like the Pepsi challenge, yeah. like who, like a duel type of deal. Yeah, like okay, you you beat me on the internet, I'm gonna beat you in real life. No, I mean, then that's a thing. A lot of people, and I guess that kind of goes back to that whole, you know, people going through depression as well in business, is you know they think that because someone looks like they're making it on the internet and they're not there yet they get depressed and down because they're not going yeah I, 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 and it's I, a whole it's a whole other you know mindset because like you said you may have beat me in the internet but in business i'm booming i'm i, I have a line you yeah. know i'm blessed to have a line like you say you know yeah. and so it, it's not so much what's on the internet and i think people you know yes social media is good but it's not the end all be all yeah, like that's so close then it's not mine it's not my brother it's the people's yeah. You know, without without them, I wouldn't have anything that I have. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I'm not. I don't got gold. I'm not. You know, go to Mexico. There's pretty people who get robbed. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather look broke. I'd rather look broke and be wealthy in mind and soul than to, um, to look, look like you know. I don't know. Especially with hip hop now, I'm not dogging it, but man, dude, it's like, what else you gotta rap about? Seen the same shit since the 80s, dude. Now kids are just, yeah, but some of it does sound good. Like, hell yeah, I like it. <laughs> now, because if you're in that business mindset, man, you want to hear about, you're not going to hear, I like heavy metal, bro. But there ain't no more heavy metal. It's kind of died. But so podcasts are my thing because you hear like this. Yeah. Like you're going to turn this video into probably into a Reddit format, a, you know, uh, what do they call it? Transcribe it. Yeah. Everything. The same formula that Gary Vee said, like, that's what you do. Now he's giving everybody, like, an open playing field. All right. How many people are going to do it? Most people aren't. Yeah. They're going to talk shit. I'm still trying to learn how to do it. I'm thinking in my mind, I got to do all that myself. And I'm like, fuck, man. How, how do I do it on myself? I can't. We'll, we'll let you know after, though. Yeah. We'll let you know how. And honestly, you just need this. You don't even need any other equipment. So yeah, I have a camera. I have all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I bought all this shit and never did it. <laughs> so I kind of learned. I taught myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a computer to learn graphic design. But I'm just going to buy the little one just to do it. I'll buy the I get the, the pirate Adobe. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, once I start getting to use it, once I, once I get to be comfortable with obviously I'm going to pay for it. I do yeah. want to pay for it. Right now it's just, you know, I'm going to $200. Jeez, man. Yep. It's, it's too much information. Like, fuck. And that's because I barely got into it. For six months, I didn't do anything with it. I barely found out that laptop was a touchscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, so, Android. 
Android, you get free stuff. Break you go. Heart. Break no, no, no. For the business, obviously. QuickBooks and business. I'm gonna stick with something nice because you want that, right? But all the R and D and all for that research and development. Uh, okay. Hey, I'm all about free, man. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear hey, you, man. Thanks for coming along. I really appreciate it. Um, I guess we'll end it with this. Um, what? Uh, where can they find you? What locations can they find you at? Uh. The 401 East Pike, Mark. Well, actually, on Instagram. I, well, I like Instagram. I don't, man, there's so much social media. But if you type in Ed Margo mm -hmm. on Facebook or. Um, and we'll, we'll, put the, we'll put the links here for you. Ed Margo. Call them all out. Call them all well, out. No, well, that's my personal one. I'm not gonna, if I don't know you, that's just for family, right? So, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to friend you. It just. <laughs> but uh, that's why I like business pages. Yeah. Because just, just like it, visit it. It doesn't matter. So, you can find me on Google. Margo's Corner, you can find me on, well, not just me, but the business, the, the, me and my brother. But he doesn't want like, to do this, so it's Margo's Corner for Instagram, Margo's Corner for Facebook, for Facebook, Margo's Corner for, uh, I think we have a Snapchat. I think I was messing with it yesterday. I do have a Twitter, but it's Margo West, but still under Margo's Corner. You type in Raspas in the Valley, you're going to find it. So if you find it on Google, you'll, you'll, you'll find it. I don't even know why I'm looking at it. What am I looking at? You don't hear five. Just like, so-and-so. No, like, yeah, so just type in Margo's Raspas or Margo's Corner, and Google will do that. Google has been a lot of help for me. I'm really big on Google for some reason because people are looking for me. Or not looking for me. People are looking for the business. So now I'm the operator to be like, hey, Margo's going on. How can I help you? <laughs> press, press one. Do you have a location here in McKenna or just No, one? not yet. Okay. We're going to. We're just trying to figure out how do we do it. How do we do it to not dilute what we have? Because what we have is a lot. So we have to be smart about it. We might even, I'm thinking we might even just open up a new business under our brand. Something we can duplicate, sell, and franchise. Because nobody's going to be able to do what we do in our shop. Like I said, it's like a barbershop. But it doesn't mean we can't sell a dumb, dumb version who's just as good, but easier to train people. Yeah. So it needs to be simple, and it needs to be fast. So how do you do that? Well, a lot of hard work. You gotta know it down to a science. Now, if you go to my shop, it's like if I make you a snowball, it's gonna be totally different than what my brother makes. Yeah. So it might be hit or miss, but the flavor's there. We need to just, you know, it's like Starbucks, the way they did coffee. I'm pretty sure the first Starbucks was super awesome out there in Seattle. Yeah. But at least you can get decent, you know. Semi. Yeah. yeah, well, I feel bad for the people who are already at drip levels. There's nowhere else you can go. You're going to complain about everything in the world now. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to stay in the middle. I can handle striped coffee. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, that's it. I got a Craig. That's as low as I'll go. This is, all right. Well, thank you so much. Okay, um, I don't know. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in um, to the ARC project. If you guys have any questions um, that maybe we didn't answer, let us know. Um, go ahead and uh, subscribe to our podcast. Um, tell them where it's going to be at. So you can find it all on all of your favorite platforms and including Amazon Skills coming soon. All right, guys. Hope to hear from y'all soon. Y'all take care. Peace. Hey, guys. It's Eddie. And Antonio. 
Thanks for listening to our podcast. We know that there are thousands of podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to ours. And it would mean the world to us if you would share this podcast or tell a friend. And also stay tuned for the next episode of The Art Project.